G'day, what is up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 14th of November, 2023. How are you? That was my mouth. That was my mouth. That was my mouth. That wasn't a fart for real. I made that sound with my mouth, all right? So don't go fucking talking shit. Yeah? Nah, I hope you're good, man. I'm feeling really good. I feel a little bit sore. I just played... uh, just play a bit of futsal with da boys. Monday night futsal. It's Monday night. Come on. And, uh, man, I just said to a friend that uh, I just walked, like, I, I, I was, I, I, yeah, my friend was like, my friend's sick, and, and they were like, oh, I hope that you're grateful. They go, what's it like to not be sick? I hope that you're grateful that you're not sick. And I was like, you know what? I walked into my room before when I got back from futsal and I genuinely thought I am very happy with literally every aspect of my life right now. Isn't that so fucking cool to be able to say, man, I got my, uh, I got my CPV license approved to carry passengers, commercial passenger vehicle license approved on Friday so I now have all the licenses that I need to be able to start doing tours for that job, which means that I can stop doing removals, which to be honest, I like, I mean, I am even enjoying doing removals. It's actually pretty sick. Pretty sick. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, actually. I just, I'm enjoying the work. I'm enjoying hanging out with the boys, you know? I'm enjoying lifting stuff and how fit that's making me. But um, the fucking tours just pays better and is is more regular work. But like, I'm excited. So I'm going for a drive tomorrow with my boss and um, we'll drive the bus around and have a bit of a chat about what needs to happen so that I can get fully like accredited as a tour guide. As a tour guide. <laughs> How have I backed myself into the corner where now every time I yawn on the podcast, I have to sing? Oh. <laughs> I just don't want to edit the yawns out. I can't be fucked, man. I don't. This po- The only reason this podcast exists is because it is frictionless in my life. All right. So I'm doing this uh, drive tomorrow with my boss. Oh, here comes another one. Don't fuck cunt. Here comes another yawn. Stay back. Stay back, you dog. (laughs) The tea's a bit hot. I'm not going to lie. The tea's a bit hot. Hey, you can't win them all, all right? Is what the fucking boys down at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium are saying right now. Good fucking God. What a week. Oh, boys, these fucking injuries, man, the red cards, we shit the bed against Chelsea and then we fucking shit the bed again against Wolves at the Molyneux. Oh, I really hurt that one. I, I stayed up Saturday night. I thought the game started at 10.30. I had dinner with a friend and I was like, do you want to come watch the game? She was like, yeah, all right, I don't mind football. And then we got to the pub and I realized it started at 11.30. She was like, I'm going home. I was like, that's, I totally understand. And um, I watched the game with some of the guys. Uh, shout out to the dudes down at the Imperial from the from Oz Spurs Supporters Club. 
<laughs> as if they're listening um the fucking drunk colombian dude there who was just chatting so much shit that was awesome he kept going uh what was he saying mierda de hijo de puta <laughs> shit of the son of a bitch something like that mierda de hijo de puta i don't fucking know he just kept swearing in spanish <laughs> It was awesome. We went up early and I thought we were good, but our team, we just not settled these fucking injuries and whatever. And, oh, it just sucked. We lost and then like all Sunday, I didn't think about it. And then I went to make dinner at night and I just remembered that we lost again. And I was like, fuck, damn it. You know, anyway, you can't win them all is what I was saying about something else. Who cares? I got my license and uh, I'm going to go for a drive and then I'm going to just, I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to do the rest of the stuff. Like hopefully by the end of next week, I reckon maybe I'll be ready to start giving tours solo and then I can drop off from man with a van and then that'll just be my job and I can do two or three days a week there and that'll be all the money that I need and that'll be one of the fucking three things that I'm doing done. I wrote a list of the three big projects that I have. One, record another great special. Two, get trained up and get started as a tour guide. And three, audition for this movie. And the other one, why don't I fucking today I auditioned for my mate's movie. I worked on the stuff all week. I had a meeting with this acting coach on Thursday and he gave me some tips. Here's another yawn, baby. <laughs> And, um, yeah, he gave me some tips and he gave me some homework and I did the homework and then I went to his place today and we recorded the scenes and it was good. And I'm like, you know what? I've done all I can do. And, uh, if I get the part, then the project becomes work on that part. And if I don't get the part, well, then I just, I've got room in my, in my little thing to pick another project, you know, cause I'm limiting myself to three projects and that's it. And, uh, and the other one will be get fully trained as a tour guide. I've given myself the goal of do five great ocean road tours. Cause that's the big one. That's the hard one. So if I can do one, once I've done five of those, that's me. I consider myself to be up and running, you know, and then I can pick another project that's going to take up my time instead of that. Fuck, man. Everything is just coming together. I've been home for two months and I feel like I'm on the same track that I set off on two months ago when I got back from Europe. I'm writing the show, you know, like on Sunday, I had a few friends around in the morning and we wrote some jokes. I also made bread and then I, I went, man, I've been going for walks in the, I'm all over the place right now. I'm starting stories. I'm stopping them. <laughs> I'm going for walks in the morning without my phone and that's just so nice. I'm using the time to just like walk around the streets of Coburg, read, take new routes. I finished that book 4,000 weeks which I think I, I misnamed on the podcast last week. I think I kept saying 4,000 hours, but 4,000 weeks, I finished it. It was fantastic. And I've started a new book, uh, Running the Light by Sam Talent, which is just, if you've been listening to the podcast, Sam Talent is the dude that I was in France, in, in Paris with the comic. And uh, he's the one who I went to Roman Polanski's house with. Um, he wrote this book called Running the Light that's about basically... 
the comic that all comedians are scared of turning into this sad, pathetic creature who, you know, had hope once and then lost it and had a great career and then fucked it up and, and, uh, can't live with himself, can't pick himself back up off the mat. And so he's just existing from gig to gig, scraping a living, taking drugs, you know, having meaningless, sad sex and just a shell of a man, a broken man. That's what the book's about. And it is harrowing. Oh, it's so sad. I don't even, yeah, man. Fuck. Actually, where is it? You know what? I'm going to read here it is. There was a passage early on that really got me. He's in some town and uh, it's after the gig and it just, it really captures perfectly the sad moments of just like, you know, you do the gig. Oh, there was one moment when he goes on stage. It it describes him being on stage and killing and uh, he says he doesn't, hear the laughter anymore where is it he breathed in he breathed out he addressed the darkness how are you tonight blah 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 blah. he was excellent an emancipator a prophet the microphone a relic in his hand for the donation of his uh, for the duration of his set he was the only voice in the world sad teria cult ritual jokes as incantations what he said altered the listener, caused them to revert and devolve. They howled and grunted. They whooped. They squealed. Under his spell, they communicated without words, slapping at each other like lesser hominoids. Some cried, the joy welling up and escaping their eyes in the form of clear liquid and running down their faces, gone sore from smiling prolonged. For 58 minutes, Billy Ray Schaefer harnessed the protean Harness the protean, giving shape to that which has no form. It was a masterful performance that left the crowd liberated and buckling like convulsives. But for Billy Ray, while his attention was occupied, he operated autonomous of a sense of pride. While he was killing, Billy Ray Schaefer was completely and hopelessly bored. He checked his watch. He thought about dinner. His task brought him joy no longer. He didn't hear the laughter anymore. Oh, I mean, that's it. That's fucking, when you just don't, the thing that you used to love, you know, you just don't love it anymore. It's so sad. It's actually making me feel sad. It's a hard book to read because I feel sad and I just hope, it's also great writing and it's beautiful, but I just hope that at the end there's some kind of salvation for this guy because he just fucking is broken. Here's the end of this chapter. Uh, he, uh, uh, he meets some girl, um, here. She asked him for a light and he gave her his bick. She asked him what he thought of Tukumkari. That's the town where he was. And he told her he didn't have a chance to see much. You're not missing out. She said, she offered to show him some things. An hour later inside an IHOP bathroom, he had her bent over a baby changing table, his thighs to her haunches, her fingers, his fingers in her mouth. She was loud. Yes, she said. Yes, 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 yes. She was strong, eager. She pulled him inside of her and held him there. Yes, he finished on her back. Afterwards, she ordered a waffle with whipped cream and he drank iced tea. They were the only ones in the restaurant, but it took a while for their food to come. While they waited, she told him about her life. It was all very sad. She ate her waffle with a spoon. When she was finished, he paid for her meal and she drove him back to his hotel. 
Don't forget about me, she said as he got out of the car. Never, he told her. He didn't know her name. Oh. Isn't that achingly sad? Not even in a beautiful way. It's sad in like a bleak, lonely, just fuck. That guy is why I quit drinking, I reckon. Just seeing comics that are not like that, but they have shades of that, you know, and um, seeing moments of that kind of behavior, desperation or just the debased, you know, and um, just being like, if I don't get a handle on this shit, I will be doing that. Because I know where that comes from. And this is the scary... This is like... I can't wait to also to finish the book and and uh, message Sam and tell him that I loved it. Because I already know that I love it. Um, but I got to get to the end to know what happens and, you know, have all of those thoughts. But like, I just... One thing that's really impressive about the book is the way that he writes about this stuff is so honest and you can't write about this and like that kind of sadness unless you have experienced that. But to admit that you've experienced that or that you have that in you is so terrifying because it's embarrassing and it's shameful and it's all the negative stuff, you know? And so to write about this guy that you're afraid of being, the only reason that you could ever be afraid of becoming that guy is because you have a bit of that guy inside you. But this guy is so despicable and unlikable and just awful, you know, that, to admit that you have a bit of that in you is a terrifying thing because you're afraid of the judgment that might come. So to write this character is just, you know, it's crazy. I was talking to um, my acting coach, my acting coach. Isn't that interesting? I feel like I'm, I've, I've, I've got a couple mentors at the moment, the piano teacher, the acting coach. Um, they're teaching me things. That feels nice. I had that moment today. I was like, I've got a couple mentors. I've never had a mentor before. Um, yeah, that's just a thought. That's just a thought. <laughs> I've never had a mentor before, I think, because I've just shunned the idea that anyone might be able to help me, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess comedians, we're just pretty, um, we're, we're pretty fucking, you know, lone wolf types. For better or worse. Lone Wolf is probably too romantic or <laughs> we don't know how to t- we don't know how to ask for help and we don't know how to accept help. <laughs> when people try and help us, we get defensive and we tell them we get fucked. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's true, isn't it? Comedians, especially male com I'm really talking more about male comedians here. We just we don't really go for the whole having a mentor thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just, cause we're just fucking angry young men. Um, but I feel like I'm slowly kind of starting to get past that period of my life. And, uh, and, and I've got a couple mentors and I've also got another mentor in the way of a friend helping me with my show. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. What was I saying? My acting coach, uh, we were talking about the character that I was auditioning for and I said something about how I think the way that he, he's very eager to, 
I guess, virtue signal about how, you know, aware of indigenous culture that he is. And um, I said something to the effect of that I think it's a little lame that he does that, you know. And uh, my acting coach said, you can't hate your character that you're playing because you can't play a character that you don't like. And it's a great point. And uh, it's true. You like, I guess you to play a character and to embody that character, you have to find a, a, a point of empathy with their viewpoint, right? And so when Sam Talent wrote this book, if you're going to write a protagonist... And really get inside their head, you have to, in a way, figure out how to like that character. And this character is so despicable, I think is the perfect word for it, that it's really hard to like him. And to admit, by writing the character, you kind of admit to the world that you've found something to like in this guy. And that, you know, is itself just a very harrowing thing. So, I'm, it's so great. I'm really loving it. And uh, if you're a comedian and you want to read this book, or I mean, to be honest, I reckon even if you're a normal person and you want to read this book, if you're not a comic, I reckon you can message me. By the way, I I put out a call out for you guys. I can't even remember what it was about, but I put out a call out for you guys to message me last week and I said I was going to kill myself. (laughs) And I didn't get a fucking single message. And I know I got 64 listeners on the episode last week. I can see the figures. So you're lucky I can't afford a a horse, all right? Or you would be listening to a podcast being recorded by four separate pieces of a body and a disemboweled head. Disemboweled? Disembodied. Disemboweled. Yeah, mate. You're lucky I can't afford four horses, you fucking rats. You're lucky there's not more people listening to this podcast or that I've not figured out a way to monetize it yet. Or I'd be dead. (laughs) And you're lucky. (laughs) That's why you're lucky, you, the listener. Yeah. um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Yeah, if you want a copy of Running the Light, here's the deal, right? There's a comic in Brisbane who, Sam Talent, this comic in Brisbane is very always very keen to be helpful in any way that he can. Um, Incredibly keen. Some would say too keen. <laughs> He's very keen to help. And um, so Sam Talent, I guess, left him with a box of these books uh, with the instruction to give them to whoever wants them, like comics or whatever. And uh, I reckon that invitation would extend to the, <laughs> the, the very meager listenership of this podcast. So if you want a copy of this book... Hit me up, genuinely do it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to fucking kill myself. (laughs) How will I kill myself? You know what? If you don't do it, I'm going to start drinking again and I'm just going to let myself become this fucking sad character. But I'll still keep doing the podcast. And then out of a sense of guilt, knowing that you didn't write in and you are responsible for my behavior, you'll keep listening and just bear witness to my inexorable decline and slide into just, you know, like brokenness. And then eventually I'll run myself over in my tour bus. No, you know what I'll do? (laughs) 
I'll drive now that I got my license. I'll drive a bus full of tourists. <laughs> no, I won't do it with other people. I'll I'll drop them all off at the Twelve Apostles, and then rather than like driving around the back of the car park and having a break, I'll just fucking drive the bus right off the cliff. <laughs> And then, and then they they'll just be like, "Where's our bus?" And then the news will slowly trickle through to the car park that one of the guides has sadly <laughs> plunged to his death in the uh, in the tour bus off the side of the cliff. And um, yeah, everyone will be really sad. And then they'll be like, "How are we going to get back to Melbourne?" You know what? I probably shouldn't make this joke on the podcast because this is the kind of thing that would get you fired from a job. <laughs> but I've not named the company, all right? So no one knows who I am. Oh, God, wouldn't that be funny? I spent 1200 bucks on a fucking heavy vehicle license and then I get fired for saying that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's happened again. <laughs> oh my god! Please, no one tell. No one tell. I'm not. I'm fucking nah. I'm. I'm not getting fired from this job. No fucking way, mate. Anyway, um, I've done a lovely thing this week that I'm really excited about. And uh, oh, am I gonna? Am I gonna do that? Well, maybe I'll fucking. Yeah, no, nah, I will. Hold on, give me two seconds. I'm just gonna grab something. These people won't listen to the podcast, so I won't spoil it. What I've done, and then I've got a story to close with as well. Fuck. I'll tease it. Now, I've got a little, I've got something in the works for the wheelchair guy. That's going to be the thing that I've finished with. So, um, what I've got here is uh, a friend of mine, a comic from Brisbane, was at my house about a month ago, and he left his jumper here, and we found it, and I was like, oh shit, that's that dude's jumper. It's Ben Hunter wonderful comedian from uh, from Brisbane, left his jumper here. And uh, another comic and friend, Meg Yeager, was in town this week doing the um, doing Comedy Republic. And we were going to meet up and I was going to give her the jumper to take back to Brisbane, but we, we cooked it. We just didn't manage to do it. So she very kindly offered to pay for the postage for me to send it to Ben. And I took her up on that offer because I'm broke. So... I, I thought it'd be nice to include some goodies, right? So I got him uh, a magnet, a fridge magnet of a Melbourne tram and a postcard. And this is what I wrote on the back of the postcard. Dear Ben, thank you for leaving your jumper at my house and thus affording me the opportunity to fulfill the great dream of my life, namely to purchase and gift a holographic Melbourne tram fridge magnet. In humble gratitude, Aiden. P.S. Please deliver the other paper bag to Meg. She paid for the postage, so I have got her a special gift also. The the magnet and shit's in the paper bag. Then, to Meg, I have uh, gifted a, um, a fridge magnet of Flinders Street Station and a holographic postcard. Now, the reason I thought of this, and I think you guys will like this, is because if you're listening, you you know, you're probably not bothered by the killing yourself jokes. And look, it, it is kind of funny to say that you're going to kill yourself. Especially if you don't. If you do, you know, less funny and just kind of 
unbearably sad for everyone in your life. But if you don't, pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Maybe not funny. I don't know. It's probably a bad joke to make, but you know what? We're here now. Um, uh, Meg and I have a kind of running joke that I'm in love with her. So I put, darling, beautiful Meg, this postcard is like you, beautiful from every angle. And if you let anyone else touch it, I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> Thank you for paying the postage to send Ben's jumper back to Brisbane. You are too kind for words. Do not test me, Aiden. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I think that's really funny. <laughs> it's just like the most... <laughs> The most unhinged thing. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <clears throat> so this morning, you know what I thought, actually? I thought I would bring back a segment that I thought was going to be this entire podcast. For the real ones who have been listening for a long time, you will know that in 2019, I briefly <laughs> thought I was going to change the name of this podcast to, oh, God, Coffee is what happens when you're busy making plans. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I thought I was going to make this podcast a podcast about finding different cafes and coffee, you know, like, because I was like, well, that's something that people like. So I'll make a podcast about that and then I'll get heaps of money. Little did I know or, or like yet had I not learned that any time I try and do something with the consideration being financial rather than just fun, I fucking can't stick at it, right? So that didn't last very long. But a couple of people said that they liked it and I thought it would be nice because I do love going to cafes and finding new cafes and nice places to drink coffee. I thought I would just make a segment where I just talk about a new cafe that I found. I don't even, I don't even know if it's good, but here's the segment. Coffee is what happens when you're busy making plans. Fuck, I thought that title was so smart, you know, because I was like, the reason it's that is because coffee, making coffee was something I just fell into and I didn't even realize that I was loving it. I just, I got a job working in a cafe because the hours were good for comedy. So I learned to make coffee to do that. And then I kind of in working for like for a cafe and drinking coffee at the cafe, realized that I love coffee. And now coffee is just, I fucking love it. I love it. My two coffees a day are two of the best moments, you know, in every day. I fucking love drinking coffee. Um, so on my morning walks that I've been doing lately, no phone, leave the phone at home, get up, go for a walk for an hour or two around the streets, take a book, loving it. And I'm just wondering, and I have a kind of vague idea in my head of where I want to go, but like, I don't have my phone, so I don't have the map. So I'm just kind of meandering. And this morning, I thought I would go to this one cafe. I can't even remember what it's called, but I went there and they don't have any seats. It's on Moreland Road on the corner of Moreland and Sydney, just back from. And I'd seen the cafe. I'd seen the cafe. <laughs> I'd seen the cafe. <laughs> I'd seen it before. <laughs> I'd seen it and um, I thought it looked like they had good coffee. But when I went past, they didn't have any chairs. But there was a joint next to it. And that joint was called Donnie's Deli. 
And you know what I thought about it? I thought they uh, had a phenomenally cheap bacon and egg and cheese roll and coffee for $10. Fantastic. So I got that because I had $10 of coins in my pocket. I've taken to going out with coins in my pocket thinking that I might buy a little something on my walk, you know? And if places don't take cash, I'm like, well, fuck yeah. I don't have my phone. I'm not bringing my card. And I just, I want to pay with cash. And if you don't take cash, then I'm walking straight out. Um, that's just a little bit of stubbornness from me. So I find this place and uh, it's, the branding is in the the kind of deli style branding that's very in vogue right now, you know. I feel like a lot of sandwich joints are branding themselves as delis and they have that kind of, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's just like very minimalist, the words. It's like, I don't know. The I like Donnie's Deli, the branding. It looks really cool. And uh, the guy, the main guy working there, a bit older, maybe it'd be like 50. He's got gray hair, but it looks like a new place. Like maybe this is a new venture for him. Seems like they're doing it well though. They don't have any really interesting sandwiches. It seems like it's all pretty stock standard stuff, but... With a $10 coffee and a, a roll, like how can you go wrong? I think I actually will go back there and try some of their sandwiches because that was so goddamn cheap. You know what? I might even do it tomorrow morning. How about that? Maybe. Nah, maybe I won't. Maybe I should save it for a day. i got to eat my fucking HelloFreshers. i got five still. I haven't even gotten into this week's ones yet. Anyway, I sat in Donnie's Deli and uh, what tunes were they playing? I think they might have been playing. They were playing Eminem. I remember that. Playing a bit of hip hop. That was nice. There's only four chairs. It's like a little hot, well, not quite a hole in the wall, but it's like, it's very small. But the four chairs with a bench are against the window looking out onto Moreland Road. And it was a lovely spot to sit. The coffee was decent. They're serving all press. It's not the best coffee in the world, but it's fine. And they left me alone. And I felt comfortable sitting there. And I'm definitely going to go back there. And anyway, when I sat down, I left the house today thinking... Last week, I promised you guys that I was going to email the wheelchair guy and think about what I wanted to say to him. And I haven't done it yet. And I knew this morning that I was going to have to record the podcast either tonight or tomorrow morning. And so I was like, I kind of made a deal with myself that if I hadn't figured out what I was going to say to him by the time I did the next podcast, then I would just let it drop, you know, that I would just have to let go of the story and admit to myself that I'd followed it as far as I could. And I don't, I just, I, I needed to find a time to sit down and actually write what I was going to say. And, and, and like the idea was if I sit down to try and write what I'm going to say to this guy and nothing comes out, then maybe I'm not supposed to say anything. But I sat down and I wrote something that I think is pretty good. So uh, here's what I've written. I haven't sent it to him yet, but maybe I'll do that after I put the podcast up today. Because the next thing I have to do now that I've written this is I have to figure out what I want to say to my friend who's the intermediary, you know? But yeah, maybe I'll do that after the podcast. So anyway, here's it. I don't know his name. I want to get his name. But as a placeholder, I've put Mr. Wheelchair. <laughs> so here's the letter. Dear Mr. Wheelchair, this is a very strange message for me to write. And I apologize if it seems so for you as well. Uh, my friend, I'm going to say his name, told me your story around six weeks ago, the wheelchair one. You found a wheelchair at the footy, got in and then used it to get into the members. 
Then it turned out the chair belonged to a guy with MS and you and your friends had to meet up with him and apologize. And then after that, a few weeks later, you yourself were diagnosed with MS. It's one of the craziest, most compelling stories I've ever heard in my life and I've told it to everyone I've met since I heard it. I'm so fascinated by people's reactions. Some people don't believe it. They think I've made it up and they get really angry. Some people just get really sad. Some people make jokes, the haunted wheelchair, the, lo- uh, the lifting of the curse, and so on. Along with being a nosy dickhead prying into other people's lives, I'm also a stand-up comedian, and I have my own story. I'm half Colombian. My Australian mother was backpacking in South America when she was 22, came back to Australia, and found out she was pregnant. That's me. I grew up without my Colombian biological father, but in 2019, age 28, I went and met him for the first time. I wrote a whole show about it, and you can even watch it here if you're interested, and then I'll put a link. The reason I'm writing you and the reason I'm, being, I'm telling you my story is because I have so many questions for you. I'd love to talk to you if you're at all interested. I'd love to hear the story from you and hear your thoughts and feelings on it, as well as how you're doing in your life now. I'm not planning on writing a show about you or anything insane like that, but I would possibly, with your permission, use your story as a part of a larger piece and an example of how weird life can be. I wish I could offer you more clarity than this with regards to my reasons for contacting you. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure myself, but what I am sure of is that I know it's a good story when I hear one. I guess I'm just pulling at this loose thread because I'm curious if anything is going to come out of it. A part of me thinks it might be a bad idea and even a little disrespectful but as I'm sure you well know, sometimes the impulse is some pulse, the imp, sometimes the impulse is too strong, and you kind of just have to do it. Hoping to hear from you, Aiden. As I read that back now, I think all it needs is a little more clarity in that last paragraph. I guess I'm just pulling at this loose thread because I'm curious if anything is going to come out of it. Here, a part of me thinks it might be a bad idea and even a little disrespectful, and then I'll put in something like to expect someone who I've never met to open up about a personal story from their life. Um, But as I'm sure you well know, sometimes the impulse to curiosity is too strong. I've misspelled too there. It's too strong. And you kind of just have to do it. And that's a joke about the fact that he stole a wheelchair (laughs) which is pretty crazy so if he thinks me doing this is crazy well fucking who are you mate (laughs) but you know what i think you'll get it um i don't know this guy but i'm gonna send that to him and i hope that he likes it i just want to make contact with him i've been thinking about the show like Oh man, the the session I had with my director yesterday was so fucking good. Talking about the structure of the show, working on parts, and um, I was thinking today if the guy replied, this wheelchair guy, and how I would kind of put that in the end of the show. And I don't, I don't quite know yet, but I just if he replies, man, yeah, it'll be great if he replies. That's for sure going in the end of the show. <laughs> um, anyway, look, I think that's it for this week. What's the podcast going to be called, man? 
Oh, God, I haven't even fucking landed on a name. I haven't landed on a name. You know what I did on Tuesday? I've just been making contact with people this this week. I feel like I've been really good at reaching. Oh, my God. I'm fucking the hiccups. God damn it. I feel like I've been uh, really good at reaching out. Tuesday, the uh, public holiday, I just tidied my room up that had really gotten away from me. I spent the whole day just kind of doing tasks and just slowly like putting things in their place in my room. Uh, oh, I already spoke about this, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Fuck, I must have recorded the podcast last Tuesday because that was the photo from last week was me holding Felicity. That's the coolest photo, isn't it? It's so sick. I got the Venezia top. Yeah, I don't know, man. What am I going to call the podcast this week? Come on. What am I going to call it, man? The fucking wheelchair email? Am I going to call it... No, what was I saying about uh, about um, taking the good with the bad or the fucking Spurs thing or the fucking... Oh, this is a bad ending to the podcast. This is really bad. The photo this week is going to be me wearing the Venezia top, I reckon. Yep. That's going to be the podcast. I kind of want to make the title like I'm going to kill myself, but... I've learned in the past to not try and do clickbaity titles like that because it just upsets people. So I'm not going to do that. But you guys know that the real title for the podcast this week is I'm going to kill myself. All right. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the podcast. This week's episode is untitled in square brackets. And you guys know what the real title is. The real title for the podcast this week is I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And the photo is me wearing the Venezia top that I ordered that I'm now organizing with a photographer to do a shoot for for the poster of my new show. Very exciting. Anyway, that's the podcast for this week. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.